Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. I hope everybody is having a great Memorial Day weekend. We have just enjoyed several great days hanging out with the triplets, and as the school year wraps up for everybody, it is that time to talk about what we as tech coaches should be doing to get not only our students, but our teachers ready to leave our school district. We have two great guests returning from our show. If anybody got a chance to listen to last week's episode, this is the second half of a two-part, uh, really, journey into how do you close out the school year. Last week on episode 50, we talked about how to organize your Gmail, how to organize your drive, your calendar, your classroom, how to get all these things ready for the school year. Today, we're actually going to be talking about moving out of your class, moving out of your school district, and we're going to be giving our tips and tricks. And at the end of the show today, we have got a huge announcement that recently dropped from our friends over at Microsoft Education on this very topic. So please stay to the end of the show and check it out. We've got everything covered for you guys right here on Ask the Tech Coach. I want to bring on our guest today, our returning guest. First of all, I want to bring on Miss Susan Vincent. How are you today, Susan? Welcome to the show. I'm great. Thanks for having me back. It's so good to be back again. It is so nice to have you. I had a ton of people say how wonderful the show was last week because you were on it. Thank you so much for being back. For those of you who haven't caught last week's show yet, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, thanks for having me back. So glad to be here. I am a technology integration specialist here in Louisville, Kentucky, and Southern Indiana. I work for the Christian Academy School System. Um, work with kindergarten through 12th grade teachers and students. And um, so excited to be back and talk some more about our topics tonight. It is so great to have you. And also returning to our show, Mr. J.P. Presidento. J.P., how are you today? Welcome back to the show. Hey, Jeff. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back on the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I serve as the instructional technology coordinator for a school district in St. Louis, Missouri, where I serve 850 teachers, 11,500 students, and a bunch of administrators. Um, I do everything ed tech, instructional coaching, and a whole bunch of stuff in between. In addition to that work, um, folks can connect with me on my podcast at jpprez.com, and that's called the Bits and Bites of Education. That's Bites technology, not bites of food. It is so great to have you. And of course, we just recently featured JP on our educational podcasting today show. And speaking of podcasts and podcasting and how to bring podcasting into your classroom, I want to share with you guys, we have a fantastic series of workshops coming up this year at the ISTE conference. If you guys are going to be at ISTE this year, I would love to meet you. I would love to work with you. Our first workshop is going to be on Saturday morning at Yes Guys 8.30 in the morning. We have a three-hour podcasting workshop where we're going to be showing off how to do podcasting, how to bring it into your classroom, apps, tips, tricks, editing, everything that you need to bring podcasting into your classroom. That's going to be Saturday morning at 8.30. And if you can't wake up that early, don't fear, because at 12.30, we're going to be doing our Ask the Tech Coach workshop. That's right. Our workshop based off of this very podcast. We're going to be doing another, I think it's a two, it might be a three-hour workshop all about instructional technology coaching. We're going to be deep diving into what is a tech coach, what makes a great tech coach, what does a tech coach do? And we're going to be spending a good portion of the project, a good portion of the interactive workshop, I should say, building an educational technology integration plan. That document that we've been talking about for the last few months on our podcast. If you're at ISTE this year, walk away with your school's 
EdTech plan with TeacherCast. And if you're still at looking for some more great things to do. We've got a lot of other things that ISTE planned out. Monday, we're going to be at the Microsoft booth. We're also going to be uh, doing a lecture all about educational podcasting. And you never know where you find us on Tuesday and Wednesday. So check us out over at ISTE. And you can follow us over at teachercast.net slash ISTE. I'll be posting everything up there. We would love to see you this year in Philadelphia. All right, guys, let's get into our topic today. We're, of course, talking about helping our teachers and our students leave their school districts. This is certainly a topic that we've gotten requested by many tech coaches because there's a lot to kind of unpack in here, isn't there, Susan? I mean, we have to talk about digital files. We have to talk about student files. We have to talk about a lot of different things here. So let me just kind of ask you this question. What does it actually mean to digitally leave your school district? Well, I just experienced this myself. Um, As I said, where I serve now is my first year there. So I just left a school district last year and transferred. So I've recently been through all of this. So just like we pack up a classroom or pack pack up our house and move, good luck, Nick, um, we pack our boxes and we get all of our belongings that we need to have with us in order to survive in that next classroom, that next administrative office, or that next house. So we're going to do the same thing with our digital files. All of that stuff we have saved on our Google Drive or in our Microsoft OneDrive, we're going to pack up somewhere so it will show up again in our next location or our next Google account. Do we have to do this? I mean, is this our responsibility to do? Can we just get to the end of the school year and say, hey, I'm leaving. Good luck. Or do we really have that responsibility where we say, look, we as tech coaches have a variety of things hidden in our drives, we should be sitting down and figuring all this out. Or our district should be sitting down with us and figuring out what goes where and and how this happens. I think it's definitely our own responsibility because if it's stuff that we're going to want to use again and we're going to be doing the same type of job, I think it's so important that we bring that stuff with us, whether it be a copy of it and we leave a copy in the district. Uh, I think it is huge that... uh, we bring it with us well, and we know where that is kind of tagging off of our conversation in last week's episode. Well, let, let's get into that because you just hit on the hot topic for this episode and the hot topic for this time of year, especially for technology coaches, right? And, and, and I want to talk a little bit about tech coaching, leaving a district and teachers leaving a district. There's, there's a difference here. JP, okay. when we're looking at our digital property, who owns it? You know, that's a really good question, Jeff. And I think that depends organization to organization, contract to contract. A good general rule is probably that, you know, your district owns that intellectual property if you made it on their time with their device. But, you know, every district functions a little bit differently, too. But that, I think, is a good general rule of thumb that if you made it on district time on that district device, that's their stuff. Well, is there a difference between tech coaches and teachers in this respect? I don't want to talk administrators. That's a completely different podcast. But I mean, if a fifth grade teacher makes up some nice lessons, um, okay, I'm not going to say who cares, but they take it with them. Great. All that stuff. But a tech coach who might have written policy, a tech coach that might have written um, a strategic plan, a tech coach that might, whatever the, whatever the big umbrella thing is, should that tech coach, like the teacher, just take that with them and plug it into their next school district? 
You know, I think there's so many more things at play there. I think, you know, first of all, you made that plan. You made that policy with your community and your stakeholders and your your district strategic plan in mind. So there are things that may not transfer over. But regardless, you made that for one particular organization with other pieces to that puzzle. So that really that's that school district or that organization's work. You know, as you move forward, you're going to take ideas from that. You're going to take pieces of that and implement it in what you do. But that document as a whole really, I think, belongs in that home district. So obviously, we're not going to be creating. uh, Let's keep this simple. Um, JP's in a school district. He creates the school motto. He's not going to go to another school district and implement that motto. He might take it. He might change it. He might be inspired by it. And then when his new district's coming up with the motto, he might bring that in, right? But as a tech coach, if JP has a presentation deck that he creates on how to do Google Slides and he goes to another school district, can't you just use that same slide deck or is that slide deck the same thing as the school motto? It's 100% property of that. Where are we with this, Susan? I mean... It's a tough situation, right? Because as a tech coach, we have we have the intro to Google Slides that we do at EdCamps, but we have the intro to Google Slides we do at school. But is that our property or is that slide deck the school's property? I don't know. Where are we with all of this? What's your thoughts? <laughs> and I think that's important to have that working relationship with your colleagues, your for- your supervisors that you're leaving. And you have that conversation. Obviously, you know, in the world of Google, it's a collaborative world anyway. So, hey, we're sharing with people, with our peers from other districts a lot of the time anyway. So, hey, why not take that presentation I made in my district last year, bring it to my new district? And in my case, you know, my colleagues and I were, were very um, sharing in a world of sharing like that. And you know, we're still, we still have a great working relationship and share things all the time still. So I think that a lot of times depends on the situation of the person leaving, the um, reasons behind it, and the working relationship as you're transitioning out and in. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, there are tech coaches that might be listening to this who, even for their tech coaching jobs, they might do all their presentation prep at home. They mm-hmm. might have had a, a presentation deck that they used before they got the gig. Now they're using it in the game. So it's, it's a, as you said, it is a real gray area. But, I, you know, I think the overall arc is if it's created in the district, by the district, for district, and especially on district time, that's a district property thing. It belongs to the school district. However, for students, do they share the same things? Because we're, we're going to be talking about ways to give the stuff back to the students so they can then take it with them. Is that a double standard or is that just the way that life works now? I really think that's just how things work. You know, our kids are making content. They have that content. They have to build their own, their own identity, their own portfolio. And that's really something that's theirs. Susan, what do you think? Definitely. I mean, you know, we encourage students from, you know, in my experience now working with K through 12, you know, we, we encourage that creative experience to go um, grade level, grade level across and keep building upon what they learn and building, you know, we're getting into the whole digital portfolio concept to take that with them through the years. So, you know, why not take that with them as they apply to colleges and use that for their 
um, scholarship applications and such. You know, re- move forward. Really, what we're talking about here, and I think this is the right term. You know, digital rights. Who has the right for this information? What part is yours? What part is somebody else's? Um, so let's just kind of break down these two questions here. Should your school district have a digital rights policy when it comes to whatever's in your Google Drive or OneDrive? Absolutely, you should have a policy. That way, you know, staff should be made aware of it and, you know, know the procedures. You know, oftentimes people leave districts and they're not aware of the circumstances of, oh, how am I supposed to get access to my files when I leave? Those protocols are not laid out and it's convoluted on all parts, whether it be through the IT department, the teacher themselves, the instructional coaches, what have you. And, and should school districts promote that policy? I mean, okay, we're, we're getting into the June newsletters that our school districts pass around to teachers. How would you guys feel if you were, you know, getting ready to leave a school district and, and just, just by coincidence, the June newsletter comes out and it says, don't forget that all of your stuff in your Google Drive belongs to us. You are not allowed to have it. Is that a that, good PR stunt by the school district? I, mean, uh, I don't know if this not even to happens. wait till June. That should absolutely be done way prior to June. You know, be aware. You know, mm-hmm. throughout the year or when people start working for you, you know, at least start doing it as you know the hiring season starts in March and the you know reduction in force letters comes out and those types of things. But, but are you saying in March we should be reminding our teachers that their property does not actually mean it's their property? Or should, you know, I think some should stu- uh, go ahead. I think what it's really important to keep in mind is that, you know, a lot of school districts, at least in my school district, we have beginning of the year mandatory training type things. And this is something that really needs to be communicated to staff at the beginning of the year. I know that I've been in situations before where teachers will say, well, I heard this law is this and the school district can do this if you do this at this time or that time, which is all pure speculation because no one knows exactly what the district policy is because maybe it hasn't been communicated very clearly. So I think what whatever that policy is, whether it's, hey, we own intellectual property, we own the intellectual rights of everything you make here, or you made it, do what you want to do with it, just don't go on it. Policy is teachers are pretty much going to be okay with it as long as we know, or as long as they know on the front end. So I think that communication upfront, not in March, not when you're getting ready to leave, but at the beginning of the year saying, Hey, this is what we do with our stuff. This is who owns what is just such an important conversation for leadership to have at the beginning of the year when you're doing those other mandatory training exercises. So I I think people appreciate knowing things up front, being blindsided by it, you know, at the end of the year. So here's what I want you to do. If you're listening to this podcast right now, I want you to pause it. Okay. And I want you to run to your district central office and I want you to ask them what their policy is. And then I want you to come back and continue listening to this podcast. Okay. Cause now we're going to be talking about ways that you can help yourself, ways that you can help your teachers and ways that you can help your students really prepare for this transition. And the first thing that we're going to be looking forward to um, kind of organizing and getting together is Gmail. Now, Susan, what is one of the things that we can do in our Gmail if we know that we're leaving our school districts? Um, Well, one thing um, we had spoke about is that autoresponder. You know, if you're leaving and especially, you know, if you're in a TED coaching role, 
you know, and you have those teachers, you know, these elementary teachers at the beginning of the year, hey, I need your help with this, this, and this, and they don't know you're leaving. It's so important to have that autoresponder on to let them know who to contact um, in your absence. You know, I no longer am working here. Please contact my previous supervisor, John John X or whatever. Now, I'm not, I'm not, a hundred percent up on my Google admin, but let's just say that a teacher puts their autoresponder up at some point in time, the technology department's going to slash the account for that teacher. Exactly. Does the email address at that point drop? And does the autoresponder drop? I mean, if, if a, if a student doesn't know that the teacher's leaving and then emails in the middle of July looking for something, does the student get the autoresponder if the account's already been slashed in that case they're probably just going to get the undeliverable response that makes sense that makes sense okay so one would hope in that time a replacement person has reached out to them and introduced themselves that's true that's a very good point so in gmail don't forget if you're leaving your school district definitely set up an autoresponder let people know what's going on extremely professional extremely important now jp let's talk a little bit about google drive there's there's a few things that we can do here. What is one of the things that we should be thinking about, you know, as we're getting towards the end of the year when it comes to ownership of drive files, docs, folders, all those different things? There are a couple of ways we can really look at the ownership of Google Drive. So, you know, if I'm in a position where I'm not going to be in my school district next year, um, you know, and I know who's going to be who's going to be in my role, who's going to be stepping in or maybe who's going to need some of the files I have. The first thing I can do is just take all those folders. Last week, we talked about how we can organize our projects into folders, right? create the folder, dump the files in the folder, share the folder. The first thing we can do is start to transfer that ownership, transfer ownership of that folder to whoever's going to be in charge of that next year. That would be step number one. It, maybe you have other things, a lot of big projects, and you're not quite sure who's going to own them yet. The next thing we could consider doing is dumping them all into a team drive. And the big difference between the team drive and the shared folder is the team drive is now owned by the organization. So no matter who leaves or who comes or who goes, the organization will still retain ownership of those files. And you got to figure out what the easiest way to do that is. You know, team drives is wonderful, but one of the limitations to team drive, well, there's many limitations to team (laughs) drives, but one of the big limitations to team drives is you can't transfer folders between my drive and team drives. Right. So it would be so easy, Google, if you're listening, to take your tech coach folder and stick it up in the cloud into team drives but you can't you can't right um and, and also just for tech coaches sake this is something that we recently found out if you have any of the google add-ons autocrat being the biggest autocrat doesn't understand that team drives exist so we had a situation oh. where we had all of these autocrat things popping up and moving around and then not even realizing it, we moved the Google sheet into a team drive and then suddenly autocrat went, uh, who, hello, what? And we had to start from scratch. Oh, and that's, and that's a nightmare situation. Yes. So we know a little bit about Gmail. We know a little bit about Google Drive. Now, last week, Susan, you had mentioned something I didn't even think about when it comes to our Google Classrooms. Yes, um, when those students turn in their work to you as the teacher, they temporarily become owned by you. You're the one owning them, you're grading them, you're leaving comments. 
But when you're finished with them, it's so important. And again, keep that going as you go so you don't have to do it all at the end of the year. Return that work to the students. You know, we wouldn't keep hordes of piles of actual paper on our desk for months. I don't know, some of us might, but we would try not to. So don't leave hordes of turned in work on your Google Classroom. Return it as you go, or at least at the end of the year when you're cleaning out. Give it back to the students. Such important stuff there. Make sure that you return your stuff. I, I, you know, look, there's a good chance that your kids don't need that work from September and October, but it's a habit that we have to get into. You know, we always talk about Google Classroom. You know, as Susan said, it's a piece of paper. When somebody hands it to you, it's on your desk. You are the owner. You got to get into the habit of sending it back to them that way. They're the owner. We're talking today with Susan and JP all about ways that you can help your students and teachers leave the school district at the end of the year. When we come back, we're going to be transitioning from what to do to organize yourself to what can you do to be proactive if you'd like to transfer your stuff off of the school district's island here. We'll be right back. This is Ask the Tech Coach, episode number 51. We'll return in a moment. Friends, before we move on with our show, I wanted to let you guys know I have been in education now for almost 20 years, and I've seen the changes some students have come to face every single day, whether it's going through school hungry, not being able to see a doctor when they're sick, or not getting the proper rest at night. These challenges make it hard for kids to focus on their learning. I remember a story of a student who came to my office one day and she could barely stay awake due to all the circumstances happening around her at home that were beyond her control. I didn't know what I could do and I wanted to be able to help her out in any way that I could. Thankfully, Concordia University in Portland is leading the way with their three to PhD program that helps to combat students' fears freeing them to pursue their highest dreams. They're revolutionizing education by creating a holistic model that provides groceries, healthcare, and even clothing to students right here on campus, helping them thrive and helping our communities strengthen and grow. Concordia's College of Education offers online and on-campus programs where students have the opportunity to learn about a more compassionate approach to education and see how nurturing the whole student can lead to amazing things. To learn more about how you can help students conquer their monsters and achieve their highest dreams, visit cu-portland.edu forward slash let's conquer. That's cu-portland.edu forward slash let's conquer. And we use the hashtag nature educate grow. And we are back with Susan and JP. This is Ask the Tech Coach, episode 51. Now, all of these different things that we're talking about today are going to be linked in our show notes. You can find the archives over at askthetechcoach.com. And I got to tell you guys, there are so many things going on this year. As we get into the ISTE season, as we get into the, the, the hot school year, some of the things that we're mentioning today, uh, my suggestion to anybody leaving the school district, just start taking care of these things now, right? Like a little bit by little bit, do 20 files in your drive a week instead of waiting till the middle of, of June and taking care of everything. JP, I know you have a, a little piece of advice for anybody that's leaving their school district. What advice do you have if anybody's in the position right now where they're either helping teachers leave the school districts or perhaps they're leaving themselves? Yeah, so we use Google Takeout in our school district. Personally, I've tried it out a few times because I've never had to use it out of necessity. Um, but, you know, right now I actually have a canned response in my Gmail with instructions on how to use 
Google Takeout for users to download data from their drive, from their Gmail, their bookmarks, saved into a zip file so they can have that nice, neat package to take with them to their new school district. So if a teacher is leaving their district, Google Takeout is the way to get a copy of all that data onto a zip file so they can nicely and neatly upload that to their new Google Drive. That's interesting that you have that as a autoresponder signature in your Gmail. Uh, Susan, you said that you also have some experience using takeout. Yes, for my school year and leaving a district and starting at a new one, and I've assisted teachers in the past, echoing what JP um, already said, just making that zip file and you know whether they're going to a PC and back to a Microsoft district, I've had some teachers with that experience. They've had to take their Google files and then have that zip folder and upload them back to a PC or whatever and use it that way. So, so. Let, let's kind of break apart what Susan and JP just said, because some people for this is a new concept here. They were you mentioning the term zip file. There's two applications that we're going to be discussing today. The first is Google Takeout, and the second is Google Transfer. Um, Takeout and transfer are all basically under the same domain. And again, this is Ask the Tech Coach episode number 51. All the links are going to be in our show notes. You can go to takeout.google.com or you can go to takeout.google.com forward slash transfer. What's the difference? Okay, let's kind of explain what the difference is here. Google Takeout is a way to take your stuff out out of your school drive or your your work drive, essentially. And the only thing that you can do with it is to stick it in a Gmail account, a personal Gmail account. I'm going to stop and say, none of these solutions allow you to go from school to school or work to work. They have to go from a, a work device or an EDU account to a Gmail account. So there's, there's one thing to keep in mind. Now, let's talk a little bit about the zip. Let's say that you've got your, everything in your Google Drive is like five gigs, or let's say it's less than five gigs. What Google Drive will do when you uh, access the takeout files, it'll actually give you a granular control of what do you want. Do you want your Gmail files? Do you want your calendar to move over? Do you want your, uh, uh, your movies, your photos? It gives you the granular stuff of all of these different things. You can say what you want and what you don't want. It's very simple to do doesn't take a lot of time. And basically what happens is it will take anywhere from a few minutes to a few days if you've got a lot of stuff. Now, I, I played with this feature a, a while ago and I had like 100 gigs because of all the video stuff that I did. It took a few days to create this. Now, what happens is in your school account, your EDU account, you will get a series of zip folders. And I believe that they're no more than two gigs. I think that's the number, but don't quote me on that. But you will get a series of zip folders. They're all organized that you can then download those zip fo folders onto a computer. And then when you're in your, your, your Gmail account, you can upload those. And it's a nice little process. It's very easy to do. It's nice. It's simple. Um, it's great. Google Transfer, on the other hand, is similar but a little bit easier, I'm going to say, to do but you don't get all the granular control. Transfer basically says, I want to go from the EDU account and it's going to ask you what Gmail account do you want it to go to? You tell it your Gmail account and it says yes or no. Now, I had the situation um, where I wanted to do a transfer of everything and it said, look, your Gmail account just doesn't have the space. Would you like to upgrade your account? 
So I had to look at that and say, well, you know, Google's only, what, two bucks a month for a terabyte of space. Um, I paid it. So for the last few months, I've been paying a couple bucks a month to make sure I have all these videos and all these different things that I've created over the last little bit. The bottom line is transfer. There are no zip files. It takes everything that you have and makes a backup copy. And I'm going to say backup, a backup copy into your, into your, your Gmail account. So you have it. All of your labels in Gmail transfer over. And the neat thing about it, guys, it also gives a date stamp. So the labels will actually it won't it won't have a PJ uh, yeah it won't it won't have a JP label it'll actually have a JP label with the date that everything came in, so that's really really neat. Um, and in Drive it just transfers everything over. Couldn't be easier. Here's my advice: don't do both. <laughs> don't do both. I made the mistake of doing both, and now I've got a Google Drive that's 900 times bigger than it needs to be. JP, please stop <laughs> laughing at me. Um, but, but you know, the idea is I wanted to figure out what the difference is, right? I wanted to know what I should suggest to my teachers. My suggestion is to try Google Transfer. Now, I asked you guys earlier, have you used Takeout? Have you guys ever tried Transfer? I have not personally. I have always stuck with Takeout. It is a it is it is amazing because they they really did a good job in the last two years or so revamping the entire system. Personally, I like transfer because it'll stop you. You know, again, for me, it says, look, you've got 15 gigs of our free space, but you're trying to transfer 95 gigs. Pay me for this. Okay, fine. If that's what you want to do. But really, the whole idea here, it is a way to to make a copy of you're not Stealing. You're not, you know, taking things out of your drive. It is a one-click button, and it makes a backup copy of everything that you have. And I think that's a really attractive option because, you know, when we're using Google Transfer, we're really saving that middle step, uh, that middle step that I've been have actually having teachers do. Um, we're saving that step, and now they can just, you know, they'll be able to transfer one more time if they move into that other school district. So we have Google Takeout, we have Google Transfer, and I, 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 yesterday, I'm so excited that Microsoft was listening to last week's show and decided to put this out this week. Susan, talk to us a little bit about the, the big news that came out from OneDrive and Microsoft Education. Yeah, Microsoft has just announced OneDrive graduates, so um, the link is going to be in our show notes, onedrive.live.com some more stuff there slash graduation. So it's all about encouraging um, those graduates as they get ready to leave to transfer their files. And in my research of this, just, you know, today and um, finding out, it works a lot like Google Takeout, Google Transfer. Very similar process. You just click the buttons and it guides you right through. And it asks you what what OneDrive you want to place these files in and you just tell it just like you did on transfer and it'll do the work for you. And and the nice thing about this is, as Susan said, this works exactly like Google transfer where it's got to go from an EDU account to a personal OneDrive account. The neat part about both of these things now, and these are major upgrades It not only, you know, Google transfer, Google takeout now does Google forms and Google sites. Two years ago, it wasn't doing those two things. Now it's able to take it over. And it looks like with the Microsoft uh, uh, conversion here, it's taking all of your OneNote files, which is 
awesome. So many one, uh, Office 365 uh, classrooms are just loaded with some great OneNotes. And the fact that you're able to, to copy that and take it with you is absolutely amazing. And by the way, we didn't mention this earlier, but all free. These are all free things. The only thing that you might get charged for is if you need to up yes. your, your hard drive space. But you know, if you're just doing basic Google Docs, all free stuff. And these are great things. So we've talked a lot today about how to organize, how to get ready, how to help out your students, how to help out your teachers. Now, Susan, I know that you have a little bit of advice. I want to leave the last part here for you. What advice do you have for anybody that wants to leave their school districts? Well, some of it we've already talked about a little bit, but just echoing, uh, leaving those files to to those people who might need them. Don't just take them and go away because you have teammates, you have colleagues who depend on those items also, which is the whole idea of Google. So share them with them or remember there's the option in the sharing settings of the Google files that you can make someone else an owner. So if you go into those advanced settings, you can make someone else the owner of that document. We have had such a great wealth just, of info. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Okay. Um, all right. Let's see. You know, everything that we've talked about today, of course, is going to be in our show notes over at askthetechcoach.com. This is episode number 51. You know, my last piece of advice for anybody that's listening that has any questions about this is, is get in contact with your IT people. You know, do you have takeout and transfer turned on? Maybe your district doesn't have it turned on. I pretty sure that by default and, and if anybody knows this differently please reach out to us on twitter and ask the tech coach i'm pretty sure that by default google apps admin has this feature turned off i think this is one of those features you have to have turned on i'm not sure but but please reach out to us at ask the tech coach over on twitter let us know a little bit about that stuff my advice to you guys is don't wait till the last minute talk to your admin talk to your uh, your tech director your it department especially if you're a tech coach leaving the school district figure out what you need to do to make the transition work and if you're working with teachers who are leaving the school district help them prepare for what's coming ahead because you never know their students might be looking for drive files that are never going to be found because previous teachers accounts got turned off and wiped out and that goes the end of the student's work. I've seen it happen. Um, I've had to give the bad news to students all the time. And, uh, you know, we want to know what you guys think. Again, you know, you can find us over on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. We want to hear your questions and concerns over this and everything we talked about in our last episode of organizing your drives and your one and your one drives. We would love to hear from you. Now, Susan, as we wrap up, you guys are going to be finishing your school in like a matter of hours, it seems, right? Like, what do you have going on as far as professional development that's going to keep you and your tech coaches busy? What are you looking forward to this summer? I am looking forward to working with our uh, staff members who are our 12-month employees, which is our business office staff and our administrators. We're going to be doing a Google Boot Camp, so we're very excited about bringing them on board with the Google tools and getting them certified. So very exciting stuff. And um, then working with our high school teachers as we move from one-to-one -one iPads to one-to-one -one Chromebooks. Nice. And JP, what do you have going on? And I, I want to hear the tech coach side. I want to hear the podcast inside. Who do you have coming up on your, on your, on your show? So coming up on my show, I have Laura Steinberg, Missouri educator, tech coach, and we're going to talk a little bit about some stuff that she has going on in her classroom. And I'll also be featuring a colleague of mine named Jen Walter, and we're going to kind of talk about how you attend those big conferences. Then on the 
inside. We have big summer of PD coming up in my district. I'll be helping to um, lead a big conference that we host along with the big math conference. And I'll help with iPad, digital style breakout games, and a whole bunch more. And we want to know what's going on with you guys. If you're going to be at ISTE, don't forget to check us out. We've got a podcasting workshop on Saturday morning. We've got a tech coaching workshop happening on Saturday afternoon and plenty of other things that are going to be happening at ISTE. You can always reach out to us at TeacherCast on Twitter. Give us a ping. Let us know. I would love to meet you and learn how you guys are becoming great tech coaches in your school district. And, of course, all the archives are going to be found for this show and all of the others over at AskTheTechCoach.com. Guys, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We are totally revamping the tech coaching network for the summertime. We are totally digging in and revamping what the tech coach mastermind is going to look at. We have been having so many people reach out to us and ask, when is the next cohort happening for the tech coach mastermind? We are going to be getting it started up in the August area to start in September. So if you're looking to bring great professional development to yourself, check us out over at teachercast.net slash mastermind. We would love to have you there. People are already registered for the fall semester. We want to have you guys there. You can check everything out over at askthetechcoach.com and check out our mastermind program. We would love to have you and help you bring instructional technology into your school district. Guys, that wraps up episode number 51. I want to say thank you to Susan and JP for being a part. And I want to say thank you to you guys for making TeacherCast a part of your professional development. I can't wait to get to see you guys at ISTE. So on behalf of Susan and JP and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. (laughs) 